Crosby. This is my BFF, Angie. Hello, Brian. It used to be Angie Weedabush, but she's recently gone through a shift in her relationship status. So, Angie, do you want to talk about this? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Sorry, my headphones fell out. <laughs> we can edit the shit out of this. Okay, where do we want to start with this? It's, well, you had a shift today. You had some interesting interactions with your uh, crying partner's baby mama. <laughs> I think we should talk about that. Okay, first and foremost, I've never dealt with this before. So, um, <clears throat> yes, I felt like it was an attack on her... Uh, or her attacking me and my character. You saw it differently. Um, that kind of shocked me for a second, but um, my significant other also saw it different, but I had two other people see it the way I did, so. <laughs> right? Isn't that bad? It, but it, it, can look at one conversation and everybody comes away with a different idea of yeah. what just happened yeah. in that interaction. It is fascinating. I think this is like something that we should really dive into. I don't think I was right. I don't think she was right. Right. Yeah. You were each coming at it from your own perspective. Yes. And the other person had no idea what that perspective was because you're a stranger. Okay. So I just finished this book. Are you Are you with me? Like, I'm really feeling this vibe. Yes, I'm with you. Okay. Because I've, I've been dying to talk about this book. So it's called Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. And uh, my boyfriend told me to read it. So I listened to it on Audible, but the Audible version is fascinating because he brings like different people in and they're like talking about, like you hear actual interviews between Adolf Hitler and Walt Chamberlain. Is that his name? I thought, I can't remember the, whoever during one of the world. I don't even know. I don't know who the man is. Okay. I hate history, but I find it fascinating when they talk about like people in history, like I'm here for it. I want to hear about that. Why did that king make that decision? I think that's fascinating. Hitler has been like a focus of mine for a little bit. So okay. in talking to strangers, they talk about the interaction that is required between strangers, especially in like law enforcement and like Sandra Bland. He he opens the book talking about Sandra Bland. Do you know who that is? She was arrested for not putting a turn signal on. She had just come to Texas from Chicago, and the police officer pulled her, her over for not using a turn signal, but she pulled over because he came up right behind her ass, and so she was trying to get over quickly. And it was this whole exchange. It got a little heated. He arrested her. She committed suicide in jail three days later. Oh, my God. Right. So the point of the book is strangers come at each other with a whole set of ideas about who that person is. Right. Because of how they look, how they talk, how they dress, the vocabulary that they use, what they're driving. And police officers at that time were taught and trained to look for fast food in a car, to look for race. I mean, they were always profiling just to benefit their job they were trying to keep their community safe i don't think they were coming at it with like any negative thing but 
Where am I going with this? I think you are trying to say that, like today, for instance, I felt like she was coming at me in my character. And right. we're both strangers. Right. She doesn't know me. I don't know her. Right. But she carries a very significant weight in your life because she is your current partner's baby's mother. Right. So you have to have some interaction with her. You have to learn how to cope. Yes. And have how to have mm-hmm. constructive communication with this woman. Yeah. When you don't know each other, she's a stranger. Right. I think that her and my significant other are strangers as well. They haven't really been together for almost three years. 100%. Um, He's not the same person he was with her. Right. She's not the same person she was with him. Um, it, There's just a lot to play in, into this situation. It's hard. Yeah. It's and everybody is valid and how they feel. Everybody, how they're coming out of it. body matters. Yeah, I told her that. Oh my God, high five. I, yes, bitch. Everybody matters. She matters. Yes, she matters. She's the mother of his child. She's important. She matters. She does. And she can think what she wants to of me, but I am the one that's feeling also. I do. I do. You've got to speak to the microphone more closely. Like, you really have to kiss it. Yes, I matter. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I do. I know I matter. And he tells me that all the time. Um, it's crazy that I'm having her, I feel like, coming at me when this whole time my family and my ex have gone at him. And he has taken it so well. And so gracefully. And here I am, a hot-ass mess. (laughs) Okay. Let's not label you as a hot-ass mess. Okay. Let's say that you are beautifully complex. Yes. I'm difficult. And you offer people growth opportunities. I do. I am not. Because you're challenging. I am. You're not not fine with ignoring shit. You confront it. Mm-hmm. You're fine talking about uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. Like me. Yeah. We're a lot. We're a lot. We're a lot for for a lot of people. We're a lot. And sometimes we're too much. Wow. You got to do breath work, girl. Because I get real, like, tight in the chest when I hear that. Like, I know I'm a lot. And I've tried to not be a lot my whole life. But that's exhausting. It's exhausting to not to make yourself small. It's exhausting. And I'm not here for it anymore. I can't do it anymore. It's driving me fucking crazy. And it's not benefiting anybody because my mental health affects everybody around me. I put out this like vibe to the universe of a low frequency when I'm not doing well. So my health means I have to be a lot. And it's okay if I'm not for you because I, I finally feel okay with that. Okay. I'm not for you. So... My feelings about being a lot is I've always felt like I wasn't enough. For a lot of years, yes. Yes, you're too much for your... Yes. And <laughs> it's because I'm different. 
I put stuff not in the same box as them. I'm in our box. What does that mean to you? That means that I I don't believe in what society believes in anymore. I don't believe that we should be controlled. I don't believe that we should be treated like animals. And I don't think that women should be the primary caregiver. I don't, I think that's gross and disgusting and disturbing. And, uh, so I get shame for that. I've been exiled for that. So thank God for my significant other because he loves me and so do his parent. So, I mean, I've lost my own parent. <clears throat> All of my family, most of my kids. So, yeah, life's a bitch. I, I don't know. Is it, is it a bitch or is that just the universe's way of like shutting you of people that aren't meant for you? And I don't care that they're both biologically related to you. I think that's actually irrelevant and very boring. Yeah. What matters is people that you're energetically drawn to and that does not come in the form of biology. You know, I was always, sometimes for sure it does. And I don't, I don't want to like downplay the, the significance of family. I think that's very beautiful <laughs> and important. And also you don't die to yourself to keep your family. No. You also don't give family members ultimatums. That's just, that's gross. Well, how about anybody in life? I don't think anybody needs an ultimatum ever. If you have to give anybody an ultimatum, that is the universe telling you it's time to bow out of this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was told today that I basically sacrificed my children for my significant other. Yeah. I feel like I've had a lot of thoughts about that conversation. Angie has six children. She's been married for 20 plus years to the same man. She's 44. She was born in 80. So she's 43. She'll be 44 in October. She's also a Scorpio. She was born a day after me. And we connected uh, when I first moved to Gulfway. <clears throat> and uh, it's interesting to go through like a period of life where you're like shedding all of the things that you've done in your life and relationships all of a sudden become important based on what they offer you energetically and constructively and not just uh, how long you've been in a relationship with this person. And that's a really interesting thing to dissect and to analyze and realize this this no longer serves me and here is <clears throat> what I keep coming back to I'm at this point in my life when I feel like I evolve so quickly because I'm constantly absolved I'm absorbing energy and information and everything is very intense to me I don't know that I experience anything like half-assed checked out 
I have the story about this woman, about this girl today. She was probably 20 years old. I don't know how old she was, but I was at United Supermarket in Brownwood and I was checking out and she was ringing up my two bottles of wine and she didn't, uh, she didn't ask me for my ID. So I thought I'm going to fuck with her just a little bit. And I said, you're not going to card me? Like, I don't, do I look older than 21? (laughs) And I looked at the guy next to me and we had like, you know, we giggled between us. He was, I don't know, 50s, 60s. And uh, I was like, and I looked at her, I said, it goes by so fast. Like that, before you know it, you look up and you're like, I'm about to be fucking 50 years old. Like, how did this happen? And where has the time gone? And I said, you don't even know how quickly it goes. And I feel like most of my life, I was like, where was I? Was I participating in my life? Was I feeling the feelings and processing and being in my body and having this full body present experience to everything that I had? And the resounding answer was, fuck, no, you didn't. You were not awake. You did not participate. You took the wrong pill every day. And now I can't do it. I don't know when that started happening, but all of a sudden I woke up and I'm like, I can't do it. I need to fully be awake, walk outside of the store in the morning and be like, I understand that I could die at any second and this body would be gone. I don't know what happens to my soul. Like, that's super weird. It's weird. So I'm just trying to like figure out who I am right? My internal spirit. And what I keep coming back to is we are all created very uniquely with a very intense drive to evolve and change. And yet we have been told that that is dangerous and it will impede our success. We will have less money We will have a less good-looking wife. We will have a less nice-looking house. Drive a, you know, subpar car. I don't, I don't fucking know. But we have bought into the lie that being present in life requires the death of your soul. And I'm not here for it anymore. I can't do it. I I have to fully function with people and exchange real energy and real authenticity with other people. And it's very uncomfortable to live your life like that. But I don't know how I got on this subject. Andy, you're back. But I feel like (laughs) I I went down this deep dive about strangers. Like we're just so suspicious of each other. And then we don't. I don't really know where I went with all that. I don't know, but it will be fascinating to listen to later. I don't fucking edit. I'm not going to edit. It's not. Uh, it's not happening. So, your thing fell. I know. I ha- see, I didn't really screw it in well. So, Keith and Josh from Random and this amazing. Love guys. It's been so fascinating to be intertwined with them at this point in life. They said they have to come help me set up with the studio because it really sucks. So okay. I did all this. Yeah, definitely. I will let them. You did really well. Okay, so we're talking about strangers. We, I have never, 
a taking is it taking the red pill or the blue pill like in the matrix was it the red pill that was like the i can't remember i don't i don't know anyways the choice should be awake or not awake yeah um at this point oh i know i know where with that where'd you go sorry no say I was talking about United Supermarket, my exchange with that girl that was so cute and but had like no life in her at all, like no spark and like it would not like interact with me at all. And it wasn't that she was high. I don't think I think I don't think she was having a good time. I think she was just like really bored and totally not checked out and not there. And I think most of us live our lives like that for a long time. Time. Yes. And we have been programmed to make these decisions based on what a machine tells us we should do. This looks great on paper. So in in reality, it should work for you. Yeah. So you're dealing with a lot of people who are just throwing shade on you because they're likely just really unhappy with their own lives. So they're yes. projecting this on you. Yes. So this, this is what I thought when you shared this with me is I hated that you were giving any energy to this thing that wasn't benefiting you. And the thing being this interaction with this other human, this other soul that is just lost. Mm -hmm. And y'all are just not aligned, so you're not communicating at all. No. And there's not like a lot of desire to like repair that lack of connection. So you're just like disengaging. Right. She blocked you. Yes. And so you're like, okay, yeah, this is how I have to operate now. Yeah. And I was trying to tell you, I've been there and I cared oh so much about what my stepdaughter's mother thought of me. Mm -hmm. And I was obsessed with her. Like, it was really thick. Like, I would drive by her house or like unintentionally, but I would feel this like super heavy weight on me. And I think I did drive by at least five times in like five years. It doesn't matter. I was like low level stalker. Okay. And, <laughs> but I was obsessed and she affected my mental health so much. I wanted her like to like me so much. And I wanted to have this great relationship with my stepdaughter so much. And I was just so much. That's what we were talking about. Okay. Is we feel too much, but not enough. <gasps> okay. Yeah, I, that's right. I felt so much for this little girl that I've never even met, but I felt so much for her. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if I had a fantasy in my head that her and I would, the mother and I would get along and she would be okay. And, but obviously she's not, and that's not my responsibility to, uh, to worry about that i mean i i reached out i was trying to be kind and do what i needed to do as the future stepmother of this daughter uh, and i felt like i did the right thing and she felt how she felt and i felt how i felt and that's the ending of that so and that's okay it is it's okay I have no ill uh, feelings towards her. I wished her the very best. 
um, I will still do what I need to do for the daughter um, because that's just who I am as a person. And that's that. Yeah. I've never been in this situation before, so I don't really know how. Right. And react. So it's kind of like interesting. It is. So that's what the cool thing about life is that when you're in different situations, you can be like, well, I can look it up online. I'm sure there's somebody that has been here before. And then you find like this connection to an article that you read. Like, yeah. Oh, OK. Yes. Yes. I feel you. That is exactly how I feel. That's why social media is so important. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Like, yeah. because it's important that we share ideas and we, we commune with each other. Yeah. And that's what it's. That's what it's here for. It's fascinating. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. So I can give you like a list of all the shit that I've read, all the things that I learned during that period of time, because it was it was it was overwhelming. It was intense. I felt very like she was my job to be like this great stepmother. And now I have like no relationship with her, essentially. It's super sad. And also, I mean... You know, the universe takes it away from you. Well, the universe knew and was trying to tell you. And sometimes we just don't listen. Let's just be honest. Sometimes we just don't listen. And that's okay. It is. It's okay. Yeah, and choosing to not listen to the universe, this is a really interesting thing that I have been like sussing out in my brain is, so when you choose to not listen to the universe, you're essentially choosing, I'm going to either stay where I am or take a step backwards. Like, I know that my goal is over there and I really want that in my heart that my body is going to choose something that is not aligned with my actual self with my actual true nature so stagnation and uh degeneration i think are the opposite of what we're supposed to do as as like a group of people right i don't know i'm not a just like regurgitating all of these books and podcasts and articles and the songs all the things are everything into this is how i feel about the world and how we're supposed to move in it right now so i really think all you can choose is your own peace like we were meant to live in peace so if something doesn't offer you peace then you are choosing to misalign right by choosing drama friction negativity well, constant angst, anxiety in our bodies. Like, uh, yeah, but so I'm going to say this. Sometimes we don't choose that trauma and that anxiety and that. It happens to us. Nope. It don't choose it. Okay. I do the think there's a difference. There's a, there's a difference yeah. between. Uh, uh, yes. An opportunity for growth is very uncomfortable. Yes. And I'd say, yes, you have to know whether, whether that thing is is for you or not. Yes. It, so it starts at the gut level of, is this thing something that I want to die at, on a hill for? Yeah. And that's, you know, when I reached out to her, um, I 
was, I don't know, I wasn't expecting her to um, judge me the way that she did. I truly wanted to uh, be someone that could do something for her daughter, for my significant other, because he's not able to at the moment. Um, I feel like that uh, as women, we should stick together and do what we can for the kids. Um, with that being said, I know that my situation with my children, um, my ex-husband has them because of my significant other, and I'm trying to do everything the right way and what is best for my children. So, you know, this is just, um, it's just really hard all the way around because I didn't deserve to be judged the way that I was judged today. <laughs> I didn't deserve to be uh, chastised or treated any type of way today. Uh, but I was, and so we're moving on. And it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, what else can you do? There's nothing else that you can do. Yeah, so. Here's to ranch water. It's bitch. Okay, and I'm back. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what I missed. I'm sure it was fantastic. Yes, I was just saying that I didn't feel like I deserved uh, the treatment I got today. Um, yeah, so I, w I was thinking about this whole Sandra Bland thing with the, with the police officer. Like, at some point, if one of them had paused and believed the best about the other person, that interaction would have gone differently, likely. I don't know if he had said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm very heavily in her favor. I'm, I'm very biased in this situation. Try to speak to that, what she was feeling in that moment. But if, had he assumed something differently about her, right? She's just this young chick, this young human being who is, uh, lost in a different neighborhood and didn't really understand what she was supposed to do in the situation when she felt like I was coming up behind her because I, I needed to get to another emergency in, her, in my way. So she just pulled over without a turn signal is my understanding of the interaction. And then he was, he approached her kindly. I don't think he came on strong and she responded and I don't think she came on strong but at some point something switched and then he went to she is a threat and she went into I do not trust him or he is also a threat so they were like on opposing sides but had one of them been like you know what I think this person has good intentions and so I'm I'm just gonna trust in goodness in this interaction. Yeah. 
instead of the opposite, but both of them have been trained throughout their life to distrust the others. And I am not trying to downplay anything that significantly has hurt people. I'm just saying, it. had we just been able to approach people as, you're a good human being, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you're, you're, we're on the same side. Like, we're, on, we're all in this together. What happens to you happens to me. Right. So how would you want someone to speak to you, which is to want to others as you would have them to went to you? I mean, I mean, the older I get, the more I'm like, the Bible is so spot on. Yeah. They really fucking fucked it up, but... What do you think? <laughs> You're like, you took that to another level. I'm not sure how to function right now. Yeah. Don't comprehend when it comes to talking about Bible. Can we just keep it low, bro? Yeah, I just can't. I'm like, it just scores me. Oh. What bores you? The Bible? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, talking about speech. Yeah, I don't know. Let's make sense of this. Like, how does this apply to the world? And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that who I am. How I am. How I'm in the world. I'm not bit. I mean, I don't know how I move through the world. I think I just know. Well, you're on a journey to finding yourself. My God, I'm so lost. <laughs> I know. God, I've been there. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am. I'm so sorry. And also, it's beautiful. Finding yourself is like the coolest adventure of your life. And like coming back to who you actually are biologically as a creation of the universe is fascinating. Oh, that gives me chills. Uh, it's the coolest ride of your life. Because I'm like, holy fuck. You have to be lost to be found. And I'm right in the middle of it. You can't be found if you're not lost. Like, you know, you know you're fucking lost until somebody finds you. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's how I feel about my boyfriend. So I feel But fuck him. I'm really mad at him right now. <laughs> he is so concerned. It really sucks. I know. And I, I'm kind of in this situation because my boyfriend is still married and so I can't just call him whenever I feel like it because, you know, yeah. he's making dinner with his wife or they're putting the kids to bed or they're at swimming lessons. I mean, I don't know what the fuck is happening. So I have to be present in my life. I think that's the only way that I can handle the disconnection. Yeah. Is to be connected with my physical world, be present. You have to. And your phone is not the answer. I know. It's a false version of interacting with someone. It's yeah. false. Because when they're in your presence, it's like your brain is like, what is actually happening? Because I thought all of this about this person. He he led me to believe that he was this, 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 and this. But in reality, he's a whole different set of things. So I'm basing my love for this person on what how my body reacted to his whether i craved his 
text messages or his kind words or I mean anybody could fill that okay so I think that with this situation because I'm going through this situation our relationship is based on strictly phone conversation and I get to see him once a week with everything that's going on right now I am not able to see him, and I haven't seen him in two weeks. Um, so we have no choice but really to be ourselves because, I mean, let's be honest, I have everything that he owns. I have every piece of paperwork he's ever had. I have his phone. He told me how to get into his phone. I know everything. Um, there's nothing that he has left to hide from me. Um, And we have built our relationship on such a strong foundation because it's not just all sexual. It's not just all, oh, let's hold hands, let's have good sex, let's... Let's exchange me. Like you're actually like exchanging information about your life. Yes, and we on this earth. We've grown. These are facts about me. Yes, and yeah. we have grown as a couple, and we're so so strong. We're so strong as a couple because because you've been vulnerable. We have right? been through it. Right. Uh, That's what that yeah. is in fully exposed to another human being. Yes, this is all of my shit. And at our age, we have so much shit, so much baggage. Yeah. So so many things i mean i i can't the oh i i get overwhelmed by it today i just couldn't stop crying i i think for that reason i just felt overwhelmed by the heaviness of life and what we have done to ourselves as like human beings we're we're weighed down with responsibility for children sole responsibility of children and if you have help you are shamed for needing help mm-hmm. and also you are required to give back to whoever gave you that help it's this very we're in this society of very we expect give and take to be equal right right so i'm bringing this to the table so what are you bringing to the table right and i'm going down i'm just going down this rabbit hole because this is where i've been today is Money is valued above any other resource in our society. So if you have a lot of money, your wealth is much greater than anybody else. And that means your intelligence, your ability to create and innovate and, I mean, philosophize and change the fucking world. Like, you're, we have put value on just the monetary currency of a dollar, Right. Over intelligence, wisdom, kindness, peace. Uh, I don't know. Being able to grow a garden and feed the entire village. Being able to sew clothes. Being able to create. Being able to bring happiness to other people and share wisdom. And we have just neglected all of those resources because money is it. That's it. Yeah. And it's sick and it's insidious. And I think you and I both were on the lower end of it because we're single mothers. So we're 
we're weighed down with all of this, regardless of whether your children are living with you or not, mm-hmm. you are expected to provide for them yes. in some way. Yes. To sacrifice your soul, your body. I mean, God, the shit our bodies have been through as yeah. mothers. And then we become so addicted to our children that we stop taking care of ourselves. We stop putting our mask on first and we're just worried about them and it makes us sick. We are dying because they are continuing to feed off of us. Right. We might have stopped breastfeeding them, but they're still sucking off of our tit. I said that in the podcast. (laughs) What do you think about that? Are you with me on that? I am not crazy. No, I get it. I get it. That's that's that is because that's like my situation right now. My kids are in trauma mode because I've always been yes that safe place for them. yeah yeah and yep. and I left their father and things went awry. I in their minds abandoned them yeah and I never abandoned them. Um, but you the world, dude. That your role in life is to look at your mom here. Shut the door. Shut the shut the feel like maybe it's too late to tell him he's he's done. He's he's gone. What was that pain? I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it was really great, whatever I was saying. I don't doubt it. We are beautifully made. What are we doing?